Good to good to have you, my man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Crushing it in the New York City comic scene. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun doing outdoor shows now. Oh, the yeah. whole world's come, whole world's come to an end, but we're still active on rooftops and backyards, having fun. It's it's like uh, telling uh, heroin addicts to, that uh, you know the shooting galleries are closed down. They're not going to stop shooting smack, are they? Uh, they'll find something. They'll find a way to do it. <laughs> they'll do it on the rooftop. Yeah. In the park. <laughs> yeah. It's actually what we've done, like, shows in, like, Jersey, Philadelphia. It's ca- This is causing me to do more road work, which I wasn't expecting. Yeah. I guess I just got the notification that um, where I am in Boston is uh, is now going to open up at le- uh, to some capacity for uh, live performances. So there's that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I think uh, tomorrow in New York they're supposed to do limited seating at restaurants. They weren't going to do performances, but uh, a bunch of comedians protested, uh, so we'll see what happens there. Yeah. As we've seen the last few months, protesting always affects change. Well, England, England update. Here they're bringing in full-on Chinese measures and sending the police around to your house to drag you out by the hair and break your neck in the back of a police car. Hell yeah. <laughs> UK. So 1766 for the win. <laughs> yeah. Or is it 1776? Yeah. I don't know. We don't care about it in England because we're so fucking arrogant. Kind of a sore topic for you, I, I would imagine. Not in the least. Nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's holding a grudge if you were still mad about yeah. it. <laughs> That's some ex-girlfriend energy. Well, yeah. the fact I don't even know the date. Is it 76 or 66? It's 76. 76. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should know because you because uh, St. Alex Jones reminds us every time when he tells us what our what our spirit should be. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. got the year you got the year I almost closed the Skype and had to leave because I was that offended. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but speaking of Alex Jones, the story we're talking about tonight is set in his hometown of Austin, Texas. Yes. So uh, look at that little segue right there. Yeah. Um, and uh, that would be the uh, I would say it's arguably one of the first um, or f- I, I, I want to say, to my knowledge, that this is like the first widely publicized mass shooting events um, of which a, a large uh, amount have been since, though. <laughs> yeah, I think this was uh, looking back like the first uh, mass shooting. Right. I mean, there's definitely other ones. I look back uh, to, yeah. to, to verify whether this was, but it was like the first one with the, um, you know, the kind of modus operandi uh, that it's just some guy, white guy with a gun who doesn't seemingly have a reason to do it. He's just yeah. doing it because he's angry or whatever. And yeah. uh, the, all the ones I saw that were enlisted, that were listed before this were like a lot of them were um, 
politically motivated or like uh, a part of like a labor thing. Like um, I listed one of the things was um, when the um, the Pinkertons were shooting like the the strikers in. Um, and like fight as striking against standard oil. So I didn't consider that the same thing as what yeah, this, this is. Yeah. This is like so the person where someone went into a place to shoot up a bunch of people. Exactly. Or shoot up exactly. Yeah. I mean, it was the first one. The numbers weren't like impressed. Like by today's standards, it's not even in my top 10 shootings. Yeah. But yeah. it is. <laughs> it's Dude, it's a solid shooting. Come yeah. on, Matt. He's yeah, no Virginia like Tech guy. Yeah, exactly. If you yeah. watch back like the first Super Bowl, it's not they're not putting up numbers like they did in later <laughs> Super Bowls. <laughs> yeah, that, um I the first, I always so wait, the wait, first wait. Ball. Along with that same analogy, though, is Tom is uh no sorry is the the Las Vegas shooter guy is he like the Tom Brady of mass shootings? Uh, he'd be up there. I mean, yeah, he's <laughs> he's up there. Like you know, you're looking back at this guy. From Austin, Texas. He's like Bart Starr. Not a lot yeah. of people know him today. Not a lot of people know him today, but he was the first Super Bowl MVP. We've had Brady and Manning and Montana since. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. your Virginia, that's your Virginia Tax, your Charleston Church. Like, you know, we've had we've had some big ones since, but the original is Hell the yeah. original. Hell yeah. Dude. So so like the guy I thought was the first uh, school shooter was uh, Robert Poulin from uh, somewhere in Canada. And that was a that was just he just shot like two or three people and it was about pussy. Uh, and at the end but, of the day, it's all about pussy, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. That that seems justified. Yeah, <laughs> but like, yeah, he's basically compared to, even compared to the Texas shooting, uh, the Texas Tower shooting guy who we're talking about tonight. He was basically just like sort of Keystone Cops, sort of uh, you know. Uh, yeah strange jerky looking black and white movie kind of yeah. uh shooting you know three people that's that's nothing isn't this it? shooter yeah. this um, dude crushed pussy yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> kind of against kind of goes against the stereotyper for a mass shooter usually you assume incel no this guy was had a had a fucking 23 year old wife um, he had a weird. Yeah, having thing. a wife he, is the opposite of crushing pussy. Yeah, I crushing guess pussy. you have a point. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but uh, no, he did have a weird, weird thing with his mom too. I think that something was going on. He did kill her yeah. and and his wife before going and doing the shooting. I think he probably thought they were both the same person. <laughs> <laughs> Easy mistake. Yeah. My my thing. Like, I have this. Over, I mean, I'm I'm gonna say it now because otherwise I'll forget. But I have this overarching theory of what, because what we're talking about is the is a mass shooting from 1966 in uh, the year England won the won the World Cup, uh, <laughs> the, uh, in 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 Austin, <laughs> Texas. Now I don't know what Austin was like before this shooting happened, but I know that it's now basically part of the Soviet Union, and, and <laughs> it, it, you know it, it's so. My question is, was this shooting part of a communist plot to turn Austin gay? <laughs> now, hear me out. The first victim, and I'm getting into the narrative here. This is fucking great radio. The first victim was an unborn baby. So this guy was pro-choice. Yes. <laughs> the unwed mother's baby was shot in her uterus and she survived. The yeah. first victim of the shooting, right? Yeah. The woman survived, Austin, the child did not, correct? Yes. Correct. Correct. So now Austin is 
presumably it was a good god fearing American, well, Texan fucking town. Right, yeah. It, it's the administrative capital of Texas. And all of a sudden, with one bullet wound, it became a hive of bohemian depravity, gayness, <laughs> and communism. <laughs> Go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I, 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 do want to add on to that, William. I had the thought that this was an MK Ultra. It could have been, yeah. It he just, was in the Marines. Couldn't he it? was in the Marines. He was in the fucking Marines, and um, they, you know, again, uh, the, the, you know, at the end, at the end of the uh, investigation, where they realized who the guy was, and they checked his suicide note and everything. He felt that there was something that was happening to him to cause him to have these violent feelings, yeah. um, and uh, and you know, I, and they they never really definitively pinned down what was the cause. I mean, th there's the suggestion well, that the, the brain tumor thing. Yeah, that's so. That's how I heard about this. I didn't know a lot of the details of this. Um, I actually, so yeah, I had brain surgery a couple years ago, yeah, and that's that kind of why we I brought the the topic up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, that yeah, this was like told to me by a couple other people. It was like, oh, did you know the first mass shooting that ever happened in America was by someone who had a brain tumor? And no one really looks back on that guy. Is like we don't. Most people don't know his name. It's not like this crazy mass shooter. Say evil his name. Guy. <laughs> not like this evil guy because it's kind of understood oh he had something in his brain that was causing him to act out yeah, yeah. And uh, that, you don't get that fucking uh, when people complain about uh, comedy fight club you yeah. you don't get that fucking leeway do you no I mean I did well so that was uh, when because I was experiencing mood swings like before the surgery sure. I had a, it wasn't a tumor but it was like a growth of blood vessels that I was born with and I was having like mood swings and whenever I would like be apologizing to people, there were some people who were like, "Dude, someone shot up a bunch of people." I think you're good. <laughs> you sent like meltdown text messages. Most pe most comedians do that when they don't have a brain issue. <laughs> right, yeah. Did you do you ever get the urge to kind of climb a tall building or you know pack a suitcase? <laughs> <laughs> Go back to my high school and uh, teach, teach them all a lesson. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to literally use the same verbiage. Yeah. <laughs> 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 ah, shit. No, um, yeah, so what was I going to say? Um, another thing that you were saying, I don't know what, what, um, what Austin was like. Another interesting thing about this story is that it shows a level uh, – as to as to so far seen an unforeseen amount of Mexican American unity. Yeah, I think that that's a harbinger of the future anyway. Because well, yeah. there's this whole kind of uh, idea that's current, particularly like in right wing circles at the moment, that that uh, you know, oh, oh my God, they're going to flood the country with Mexicans and they're going to they're all going to vote Democrat. But if the if the Democrats still keep sucking trannies dicks and stuff, they ain't. You know, yeah. they're the very, very <laughs> yeah, conservative right. Damn, man, that shit's bullshit, man. <laughs> I'm not for that. That's uh, something that never really gets talked about when uh, liberals are standing up for black people and Mexican people all the time. It's like, yeah, ask them what they think about gay and trans people. I don't think yeah, you're going to yeah, like yeah. <laughs> Well, these well, – they just see, they see them as useful idiots, but I don't think they are idiots. 
and uh, it's. I don't think they're going to be all that useful in the long run. Maybe for a couple of. I turns. think also, also a lot of lot of Latinos who come across the border are very religious and would be yeah. very pro life. So they, I mean, there's there's just more nuance to it than oh yeah. they're this color so they'll vote for me. True. Unless you're Joe Biden saying you're going to lose your black card and yeah. you don't vote for him. I mean, they are li- the the illegal Mexican immigrants are literally escaping a socialist country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what's it called? Uh, but no, these guys were like, uh, like uh, there was, there was uh, f- f- specifically the guy who ki- who ended up killing Charles Whitman, the the shooter, was like a Mexican guy, and I saw an interview with him, and no accent at all. So it was definitely like a time where uh, where um, I think you know what is another thing is like Texas. When America was great. Yes, dude. No, <laughs> uh, no. I mean, I just think that uh, that like Texas really does have a history of Mexican and uh, and white people just chilling. This is what this is. Texas was Mexico. Before yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is like you know every Mexican immigrant is sooner or later going to turn into Caesar Milan. <laughs> yeah, and, and like you know, Caesar Milan, he he practices. You know, he, he's obviously a conservative Christian, and he he practices peaceful dog training, much like Justin Silver. <laughs> but, so I don't know if anyone could do that voice, but uh, they, they uh, the, Caesar Milan. The, the, I I have got to the bottom of why he practice why he uh, practices peaceful dog training, and that's because I'm too tired to hit the dog. <laughs> <laughs> that was a it's long way to go the, for that impression, yeah. dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually just because Mexicans are lazy. We got there. <laughs> anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, here's the thing though with the with the brain tumor thing for where this guy anyway, um, yeah. the they did a, a massive investigation afterwards an in, inquest into his uh, medical history and all that shit, and um, they uh, they deter- they didn't weren't able to determine for certain that it actually did have an impact on him. So the guy could have just been fucked up. He could have been MK Ultra. I don't know. Just saying. Yeah, um, but that's yeah. Well, there's yeah. The, they were telling me that also with the brain stuff. It's the brain is such a confusing thing that it was yeah. like the thing I had. The main symptoms for it would be headaches and nausea, and those were about the only two symptoms I didn't have. Mm, and those right. are the two I should have experienced the most. Um, like mood swings and other stuff. It's like it could have that impact. Um, I just have to look back and be like, for three months, this is how ha- I every day I was having trouble sleeping and being angry about something. Sure. So obviously that was a side effect. Well, I, but it's, just, it's hard to like nail down exactly what's an effect of a thing that's in your brain besides yeah. going, all right, maybe this guy wasn't violent. All of a sudden he was. He had a tumor that was probably it. Especially posthumously. Like, you know, they can't they, they can't do a brain scan on a dead brain, can they? Uh, like, uh, it, it's... Um, like Aaron Hernandez, they they say, oh yeah, oh he, he had C. All they can say is, yeah, he had CTE. Maybe that's why he did all the gay shit he did. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. uh, <laughs> they, they it, you know, if the same people were doing the same tests on Aaron Hernandez as we're doing it on what I've forgotten his name was it Charles Charles Whitman. Charles Whitman. Also, don't talk shit about Aaron Hernandez. That ring that he got us is important. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, but if you're if you're from Boston, you care more about people calling him gay than a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> Fag. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, those same medical examiners would say it was inconclusive about him as well, wouldn't they? True. True. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just CTE, what gets into yeah. the. It's just yeah. what gets to the narrative of the. Yeah, CTE can only be diagnosed after death, and there are people who Kinda live like with CTE. Yeah, <laughs> there are people who live with CTE and don't get that violence. So you can yeah. look and say this guy had CTE. Maybe it was because of that. It could have been he was just violent and also happened to have CTE. And then it's like being black. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, th there's, there's always O.J. Simpson, who's just a sweet guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, He's still looking for the real killer. Yeah, He's yeah. out there. Justice Listen, I would OJ. fucking vote for – if I was American – and he was running, I would vote for OJ. I think he's, uh, anybody. I he's, who was running. I believe he's not eligible to, not for murdering two people. That's fine. But yeah. um, he's not eligible to for that fucking stealing he the Heisman Trophy back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you can't be a felon or whatever. Yeah, but, we shouldn't have any criminals running it for politics in America. I know, right? <laughs> it's such, such normally great people are there. It's such bullshit, that, isn't it? I mean, like, because if you're ever going to be able to affect real change the guy who's going to deliver it probably will be a felon under the old rules true mm. yeah not like, criminal like, man yeah it's, it's like yeah it's like when you uh when you get a criminal to help you catch the next criminal like one of those guys you make a deal also with known the as the fbi yes yeah. <laughs> you make a deal or a much more fun example if you're a uh if you're a guy and uh, there's someone uh, i know who's trans and they were female and now are male and they've got all the tips from me now all the inside info hell yeah dude. right <laughs> so like does a because uh, i'm gay right so does a a, a female to male trans wow I mean, that's got to be like a, a gay I, guy who they have can't a word give for a that here dog. in Boston. That's a bull What's dyke. That? A bull dyke. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought yeah. you just say fag for anything you don't understand. <laughs> well, I mean, that's my personal pet name for them. But <laughs> no, uh, no, they're just fucking. Li you know what I mean? I actually, you know, I, this is um, a, a, set, a pretty progressive viewpoint on my my ha my behalf, but. I always kind of made it always kind of made logical sense for like a very butch dyke to be like, oh, I'm a guy. You know, what I mean, you look like a guy already. You just don't yeah. have the fucking beard. It just seems like the next logical step. But it is weird, like the other way, because as guys, any guy who's kind of feminine, we just call a girl all the time. Yeah. We don't actually mean it. <laughs> like if they were to actually do it, you'd be like, "Oh, like you're more shot." But a girl who's butch, you're like, "Yeah, you should be a guy." Yeah, you pretty much are. You talk like a guy. You try to. You want to fuck chicks. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. But a guy who's kind of feminine, we'll call him a girl all the time. But if he wants to do it, we'd be like, "No, dude, dude come don't hang cut out your dick football. off. Dick like, rock." <laughs> yeah. How about a dick fucking rocks, dude? <laughs> Yeah. Is there anything worse than chicks that pretend to be interested in sports? Uh, that can be rough. Yeah, and I'm be. a big I'm a big sports fan, so I've experienced that a lot. And yeah. uh, 
it's uh, although I've I've been on the other side of it where have you ever just been like hanging out and someone like talks about a movie and they're like have you seen it and you haven't but you just say yeah because you don't want to you want to be a part and then all of a sudden they're asking you questions and you're like kind of stuck in it and that's <laughs> that happens sometimes for girls who are into sports they're just like yeah. oh yeah I grew up here this is the team and then yeah. you start asking them about a guy and they're like oh I'm stuck now I have to buy the yeah. pink shirt or something yeah, <laughs> yeah um. Did you have a pink shirt? So that that's like a code for don't ask me any questions about the players. I, 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 don't, I, I don't think, think it's officially no, think that, but it should be your you know your yeah. personal. That's like, kind of, yeah, that's kind of what it's saying. Without, I think what the person's trying to say is, I like sports, but I'm also a girl. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, BTW, I'm a grill. <laughs> yeah. What it really means is I'm a. I am such a pain in the ass that I won't even leave you alone when you're doing your thing that you enjoy. <laughs> Although I will say I'd rather have that than be with a girl who like is hates the fact that I like sports and it's like an argument or a point of contention. If she's pretending to like it, it's better than her hating it. So That's I'll true. Take it. That's true. Dude, I, I, I'm a gay guy who has five kids. So like I, I've experienced all those things and finally decided, oh, no, fuck it. I just like guys. Why would you want to ruin five childhoods? <laughs> I, I, I haven't ruined any childhoods. <laughs> I, I, it's uh, the bitch mothers that have ruined the childhoods. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, speaking of bitch mothers, um, this guy had a weird thing with his mom. Uh, he like rescued her from. I, so I guess we should start from the beginning of his lifetime. He had like a really abusive father, and he like the dad like he was like an outward authoritarian kind of thing, where like he was like he um, was like you must not fail me, or I will punish you. Like if they tried hobbies and weren't good at them, he'd be mad even, which is kind of insane. I get that. <laughs> I totally get that. I, yeah. I I thought his dad was smeared in all the. <laughs> I definitely don't buy into the oh man he had a tough childhood cut him a break thing though I'll give you that, but um, yeah it's it's tough when somebody does like shoot up a place I mean granted you can go back and look in uh oh in their childhood this may be where it came from which that's like interesting to look into yeah but also when someone shoots up a place i don't really care about your origin story if i know someone who got killed by you yeah (laughs) and if you're gonna go to that length why don't you take the next logical step which is punish the person who caused them to do it that too yeah (laughs) if you're gonna go there if you're gonna go all the way back the father did a terrible job but also I think especially with something like that, that the dad was a strict authoritarian, especially back then. I think a lot of parents were like that. Sure. Most, most of the kids who have a bad childhood don't become that. No. no. And, and so like the, tough, do you punish every bad dad ever or just the bad dads whose kid ended up shooting someone? Well, it, it's like my, we've covered on the show before that I, I've, uh, I, th- I throw balls at my um, six-year-old. Yes, so and, she, uh, and so, so, so what, for so, her batting practice. And, oh, that's uh, what you call like, it now. Yeah, don't don't, don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> just take the clip where he said, "I throw my balls at my yeah. daughter." Yeah, I just that's, that's, that's all. That's all I'm saying. You didn't, didn't really say s- my balls. <laughs> I said I throw balls at my daughter for her to do batting practice. Sure, and, sure. And, and she. Um, 
occasionally wears one, you know, she gets hit in the face or the neck or the arm or whatever. And uh, she goes, ow, and I just, and she goes, ow, I should be wearing a helmet. And I go, that's just part of the game. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> but that's the kind of thing that that dad was getting uh, slated for, you know. Oh, so you think this is a big uh, Jew media cover up that he was just being a good father? I think he thought he was being a good father, at least. True. Yeah, I mean, he did I, beat the wife so much that she that she had to have a, <laughs> uh, that she had to have a police officer come oversee her collecting her things. Yeah, they all do that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we don't we don't know how annoying she was being. Before, True. We so don't know how burnt that breakfast was. Judge. Yeah, let's not be. Jump to any conclusions here. I, I let you get away with saying that Charles Whitman had, had, had murdered his wife and mother on the same evening. It was mother first, wasn't it? You don't know no, what it they wasn't. said. You don't know what they said to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been completely justified. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Oh, actually, that was interesting. Uh, so let me let me read a little piece of his... Um, of his um, uh, suicide but notice. let me tell you that the the one the one murder that was not justified. Let me say this perfectly clearly. You know, you could say any of the certainly his mother and his wife may not be purer than pure. You don't know what they said to him. And let's face it, everybody, most of the people that he killed were students at the university that he was a student at. You don't know what kind of issues. You know what kind of transgressions they'd committed to deserve their shooting. So he's a criminal mastermind. So you're saying the only <laughs> the only one that you can say was completely unjustified was the unborn baby. I don't know. Was the mom Jewish? Because then the baby's Jewish, and maybe you have a reason. Kill Jesus, dude. Oh yeah. God damn it, these Jewish guests. <laughs> And host. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, uh, hang on, though. Uh, fuck. Oh, I'm on the wrong page. But it's okay. So anyway, he did premeditatedly write that he was going to kill his mother and, and wife before doing it. Yeah, but he didn't. I mean, he spared them, he spared them by not respect, saying why. Hey, called a shot. I respect it. Yeah. True. He wrote. Um, <laughs> he was kind of like he was kind of like the Tom Bambino. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Point, yeah, he pointed out, he called his shots, that's what I'm going to do, and then did it. That's commitment, follow-through. Yeah. I respect he just it. Put, he, he put a little more backspin on the ball than was necessary, but... Had a hell of a, a jaw bit. on him, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he wrote, um, he wrote uh, I do not quite understand what it is that compels me to type this letter. Perhaps it is to leave some vague reason for the actions I have recently performed. I do not really understand myself these days. I'm supposed to be an average, reasonable, and intelligent young man. However, lately, I cannot recall when it started. I have been the victim of many unusual and irrational thoughts. These thoughts constantly recur, and it requires a tremendous mental effort to concentrate on useful and progressive tasks. Does that sound at all familiar when you're having a fucking brain problem? Um, I Not to the point where... I mean, in, Not to I the point where you're going to kill feel- people. Yeah, well, it was never. Yeah, it was never that I was going to kill anyone. I had suicidal thoughts at a certain point. Um, I do every day. Yeah, but Welcome it was to the club. 
Yeah. Well, that was the other thing was like anything I was complaining about to comedian friends of mine. It's like this got really bad. I started having self-destructive thoughts and every comedian I know was like, yeah. And yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so yeah, there was, and, uh, I was dealing with personal stuff too in my life where I would like explain it to someone and most people would be like, yeah, I'd be mad at that also. It took a while before I realized like, even when stuff's going on, I don't normally react by being angry or sad all the time. So there wasn't a point where I was like, I used to be normal. And all of a sudden I started having irrational thoughts. I thought I was kind of justified. And at a certain point I was like, the last few months I've been, wound up in some way let me see if there's something at first i thought it might have been concussions because i used to wrestle and i had a lot of concussions and i got looked at for that and they told me everything's off um and then i did like six months of concussion rehab and that's when i got the mri and they found out it was this other thing that i was born with damn right that's terrifying so yeah um but once i was doing the concussion rehab all the symptoms kind of started slowly going away because they were treating the symptoms, but then we realized that we didn't know what we thought the cause was something that it wasn't. Sure, yeah. yeah. So the the cause was basically a clump of cells in your brain, and you had to abort it. Yeah, a clump <laughs> of basically a clump of blood vessels. Sometimes there's a clump of something unborn inside of you, and you need to abort it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, I've been there, done that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, I didn't have a moment like this guy saying, uh, sure. I used to be rational and now I'm not. Sure. Uh, because a lot of the stuff I was mad at was things that you should get mad at, but yeah, I, was getting over, I was getting overly mad. I see, I and see. And then, it, like, in hindsight, I'm looking at it, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm overreacting to a lot of stuff, but there is a kernel of something to react to. True. So it was a little bit confusing. But after, at a certain point, I realized – Something's going on here. Yeah. And uh, most of the pe- most people when I when I was in the hospital were like, oh, yeah, we get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that, that's a good point, actually, Matt, because like, you know, that that's how kind of mental shit gets you, isn't it? Is that you you feel justified because there is a justification for a certain amount of reaction. But yeah. your reaction is ridiculous. But then if this guy actually know in his lucid moments, was able to realize that his reactions weren't reasonable. That's that's like a, another level, isn't it, from anything that we've experienced, right. even right. you yeah, with your I fucked guess, up brain. Yeah, I guess it could depend on how far the overreaction goes. My overreaction went to uh, complaining to people, uh, like, do these long, like, essay, like, wall text messages yeah. and just whining <laughs> to my friends all the time and then feeling, like, bad about myself and wanting to go, like, do something self-destructive but then ending up not doing it and just crying instead, which is not – just actually, I think it would be cooler if I just shot someone out. That would be less embarrassing. <laughs> I mean, like, oh, I was just like crying and feeling bad about myself. It's like, no, nah, I should have been a badass. I should have been Rambo. <laughs> I guarantee <laughs> none of the people none of the people who were on the receiving end of, um, of what this guy did were like, what a fag. Yeah. <laughs> Afterwards. Did, <laughs> Matt, did you, did you ever complain to a clothing store manager about too many sleeves? Mm-hmm. Uh, not during this. I was doing that long before I had that. That part of the that part of the growth they left in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, um, but yes, it's um, 
Yeah, it's uh, th- but yeah, for like this guy in a situation like this, I mean, I, I'm like lucky that my overreaction sure, was yeah. just that, and not like this guy where there's something where he's justifiably upset about, and that leads him down a road where he's like, yeah, so I'll just go shoot up a bunch of people. That's justified too. I agree. Yeah, I think he's totally justified. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the killings except the unborn child. Right. Um, That's what I was trying to get to, actually. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, so he, so he, this, so the night before he did this, um, he drove over. Yeah, I guess he did kill his mom first. You were right. My bad. I got that mistaken. Yeah. Um, he drove over to his mom's house um, at like three so in the morning. For, he waited for his wife to fall asleep. Right. And then and he, he thought, well, this bitch is under control. Let's go and sort out the fucking outliers first. Yeah. Uh, he's, I guess so he. Oh, he covered her up. So he's made her go unconscious and then stabbed her quick three times in the neck with a hunting knife. Um, and, uh, yes. Oh, no, in the heart. And uh, he left a handwritten note saying, to whom it may concern, I have just taken my mother's life. This guy definitely wanted to fuck his mom. I'm very ups- upset over having done it. However, I feel that if there is a heaven, she is definitely there now. I am truly sorry. Let there be no doubt in your mind that I love this woman with all my heart. Yeah, I think there's, right. a, yeah. there's a thing there about, I mean, joking, all joking aside, guys. <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah, the fact that I think seeing your dad beat the shit out of your mom's got to have some kind of effect on you. Makes tumor you or no tumor. <laughs> makes you want to fuck your mom seeing your dad all yeah, the time. it really turns you on it also get, it makes you discover several other fetishes you didn't know about <laughs> every time I try to be sincere <laughs> it's like oh you know what maybe she does look good getting choked <laughs> let's see what this hunting oh. knife does to her well his yeah. mom was hot yeah, yeah, that makes I'll you feel it. a little better now because I was starting to think that at least this guy's brain injury made him do something badass, but he's leaving like whiny notes about yeah. how he loves his mom. <laughs> he's being a fag too. <laughs> and he did it on a typewriter too, which is gay. Uh, yeah. You know, you should scroll it in green ink if you're going to write a weird note like that. Yeah. He took but the uh, Unabomber some kind route. of a fucking secretary. Am I going to squeeze your ass? <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, so after that, um, he got into a, um, got into a coveralls, uh, it's a set of coveralls, then khaki color, and he loaded up, um, a foot locker with so much stuff, dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, brought- it was like. It, like, he thought he was going. House. He thought he was gonna be. He was gonna make it away and end. And it it would end like the end of fucking or the way that uh, from dust till dawn was supposed to end. And if there was no, if there was no fucking vampires in it, like he just made it over the border and went on to a new life or something. He it, brought it, so it, much shit. It was like the guitar case from uh, El Mariachi. Yeah. Wasn't it? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Where is it? It's all, it's I mean, it was like full of long guns. He didn't have any grenades, did he? he no, I don't think that. that's an easy thing to. Um... Oh, another thing. That other thing, by the way, um, dude, this, he was uh, he was uh, fucking cashing bad checks at the beginning of this too, two hundred fifty bucks, and then a cop killed him. Why aren't we rioting for him? 
Yeah. A cop. Oh, a cop killed him after everything. He's cashing bad checks, dude. Yeah, exactly. you can do it. Cop killed him because of the bad checks. He showed yeah, up was, the yeah. thing and saw that he was killing people and was like, "I mean, that's bad, but you really got, <laughs> really got to pay your bills." <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. The, the cop, the cop came downstairs, and uh, I mean, what the lamestream media doesn't tell you is that the cop was Mexican, but you know, that's that's beside the point. You know, it doesn't. They don't mention that. When you, they uh, called him a white Hispanic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say when they want you to think the Hispanic is one of the good ones. Yeah. The, <laughs> he was a cop. The, I mean, <laughs> yeah. The cop came downstairs after shooting this guy for passing bad checks and uh, and said, fucking hell, there's a lot of dead bodies around here. What's been going on? <laughs> really? So he accidentally killed a mass murderer? Yeah. <laughs> he was a, it was a, a guy... A guy had been selling loose cigarettes outside of a outside <laughs> outside of a shop, uh, and uh, while while the police were uh, putting him in a chokehold, the shopkeeper came out and said to the and said to this uh, Ramirez guy, uh, who was a policeman, and he says, "Hey man, never mind, never mind the uh, the fat guy with the loose cigarettes." This guy just passed me a dead, uh, dead check for twelve bucks. He he went up on top of the tower. <laughs> Again, a you long way to go for a fu- <laughs> shitty fucking accent. Jesus Christ! Leave it to the European accents, man. <laughs> that is why it's almost like Al Capone. They caught him with tax evasion. Like they got this guy with the bounce check. Yeah. <laughs> No, uh, they didn't really get him for that. No, but anyway, so <laughs> he... Uh, they, oh, they didn't? No, he no. just was going very far for a shitty bit. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, See, there was, there was no laugh for so long, I thought he must have just been stating facts. Yeah. <laughs> he thought I was reading the Wikipedia. The, you yeah. know, j- just don't ask him about fucking wooden spoons. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so Re- Whitman packed up his footlocker with a Remington 700 6mm bolt-action hunting rifle. It's like a cowboy gun. 35 caliber pump rifle. Uh, M1 carbine, uh, which was uh, military surplus. Uh, a Luger. Guy, I think he was into uh, German literature, if you know what I mean. Um <laughs> Uh, 25 caliber pistol, uh, Smith and Wesson 357 Magnum revolver, um, a shotgun that he purchased uh, with the stu- with the, the the bad check, and he, he sawed off the barrel and the buttstock, and 700 rounds of ammunition, food, coffee, vitamins, Adderall, uh, <laughs> not actually Adderall branded Adderall, but the same shit, um, headache pills. Gravity. Yeah, whatever the 1966 equivalent of Dexedrine, Adderall was. Yeah, Dexedrine. It, it's, although they still use it. I was prescribed it in high school. It uh, shows you the 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 deep kind of inner Jewishness of everybody. That the one the one gun that he mutilated was the one that he paid for with a bad check. True, he wouldn't touch uh, his, uh, yeah. his precious um, <laughs> his precious collection. Uh, but yeah, yeah he so also brought jugs dip. of water, matches, lighter fluid, rope, binoculars, a machete, three hunting knives, a transistor radio, which evidently he was listening to the radio coverage of what was going on to kind of help him net, like help him, you know, know where the cops were and stuff, which is kind of smart. 
um, TP, a razor, and a bottle of deodorant. Like, what was he going for, a fucking weekend? <laughs> I think he, maybe he thought he was going to travel and kill people in multiple places. <laughs> He's going to do his best um, fucking Mickey and Mallory impression. <laughs> he was doing it. He was doing a little tour. Yeah. <laughs> he, he must have known getting downstairs was going to be a problem. But I, I guess he just didn't want to go out with a whimper. You know, he didn't want to run out of ammo or Maybe he, he only brought it to uh, in case he chickened out. Oh, maybe chicken out, and then he, like, goes and, like, runs off into the woods I mean, somewhere. He's going to need something to eat. Yeah, he did kill both his mom and uh, mom and wife, so I imagine he'd be like, fuck, like, if I chicken out, I have to hit the road now. Yeah. Although I suppose in the 60s he probably would have gotten away with it because it's, like, one of those things. It's like, when are they going to find him? If he just assumed a new name, started to do something else? Yeah. I mean, like, really – at the point where he killed his mum and his wife, it was the perfect crime. And he just started yeah, showing off. Yeah, two dead women. You were going to miss them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dumb bitches. Yeah, like, the, it, world, the world got a little bit funnier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I didn't kill any English guys. <laughs> uh, so it didn't get any straighter then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't get better teeth. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, so he got so at eleven. So I guess he chilled for a while, and at eleven twenty-five a.m. he got to UT UT Austin, and uh, he uh, he made up fake research assistant identification to get a parking permit, and uh, went over to the. Uh, so I guess he duped a fucking security guard. Wow, what a genius. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I I just can't... I mean, I, he doesn't come across as, like, a particularly charismatic kind of guy, although I don't, you know, there's no video footage of him or anything, so there's no way to know for sure, but I guess they probably don't want to be bothered at 11.25 and a fucking... I don't know, man. I think a guy who's working security at a university where nothing ever happens is just... He's a guy that they've given a job because he can't do anything else. He's like, also, especially back then, there hadn't yeah. been like a history of shootings. So there yeah, was true. probably much less security in general, or there was like the security wasn't as tight as it is now. Yeah, the security guard's job at UT uh, Austin then will have just been writing out parking permits and True. he doesn't give a fuck whether you're allowed to park there or not. I mean, it he, is worth not... mentioning that after this happened, they like immediately opened the observation deck back up for public use, <laughs> like right away. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even... Fucking... Well, that's the time to make money off it, you know? Yeah. Here's the bloodstain. They ended up closing it um, four years later because six people jumped off of it and killed themselves. <laughs> Which is... I mean, is that a tragedy or is it just... No, I think it was just a thing that they they, they were closed it down because they didn't want to keep cleaning people up. Yeah, but I mean, like, how many people died in the shooting? Um, Eleven. Eleven, so that's half as many as six. Twice so, I mean, maybe... <laughs> yeah, yeah, almost, yeah. Uh, my point is that maybe... Uh, Obviously, a certain percentage of people in Austin were going to jump off the tower anyway. So maybe all six of all eleven of those people would have eventually jumped off the tower had they not been shot, apart from the fetus. 
You don't know. That fetus might have been suicidal already. Yeah, maybe. You know, maybe his mother was unmarried. True. Oh, yeah, yeah by the way. Ha- maybe it hated his stepdad. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll get to that in a minute. But anyway, so he got to uh, he got into the uh, building. Uh, he exited on the 27th floor and uh, went to so he went to the observation deck. Uh, there was a receptionist there. And he knocked her to the floor and split the back of her skull with his rifle. Um, and then dragged her behind the couch. And uh, two people walked in. <laughs> and he shot them. Uh, don't you hate it when people walk in on you, bashing a woman's head into the ground and dragging her behind the couch? It's the worst. I know. It's, like, it's, another, it's another Eugene Levy bit, isn't it? <laughs> Wow! <laughs> I accidentally smashed a guy's head in. Um, yeah, what's it called? Uh, so yeah, he killed. Um, he killed a family basically, um, and uh, he pushed the desk in front of the door, um, and then he went out onto the observation deck and started firing people. And this was fourteen years before the Blues Brothers came out. <laughs> So he'd never seen. It he, he wasn't inspired by that. We can we can certify. Okay. That the, Good. I'm glad we. I'm glad Dan Aykroyd's conscience is clear. <laughs> yeah. How did they end up catching him then? Oh, we'll get there. Um, it's a good he didn't story, put it in front of the door. Actually. He put it in front of like an open doorway. So it was just it, not like a door. Like the it was blocking right. the door. Like it was. Yeah. It, the the cops who came ended up just pushing it out of the way. And also, yeah, that's kind of so. He's just standing on this observation deck, just gunning people down while he's got the door blocked. I'm kind of surprised he only killed eleven people. Well, he yeah. he hit forty seven people. Oh, he okay. sh- killed eleven people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, he hit four. Okay, that makes a little. He was sense. a fucking good shot. He was a I crack think- shot, and they mentioned that in his his like his early life is that he was uh, that his dad. The only thing he was ever proud at him was being a good marksman. <laughs> Because <laughs> it paid off, dad, huh, dad? It, was his was his dad was his dad alive when he did the shooting? Yes. He, yeah, oh, that's yeah. my boy. He was. Yeah, I, he gave he, in, yeah, he almost. He almost said that. Also, he <laughs> fucking killed that bitch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that I've been he smacking around for fourteen years. Is the dad around? They're like, he killed my wife and my daughter-in-law, and that he's a crack shot. I raised that. That's I raised that one. Yeah, that's my boy. <laughs> He was over in Florida, though. Uh, they were they were kind of estranged, obviously. Um, mm. But anyway, uh, so yeah, so the first person who was shot was Claire Wilson, eighteen year old, eight month year old, eight month pregnant. Um, and they don't mention who the dad is, but the but the other guy's like just a cuck. Yeah, like he's gonna raise yeah. some other guy's fucking kid. Like God, thank God that guy put him out of his misery before he went through <laughs> with that mistake. Uh, so he was I the think- second person shot. By the way, is the cuck. God put, God put Chuck in the tower at that moment. Didn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking uh, yeah. So the, the, they this this whore this unled <laughs> man, right, was was. Uh, with child from some unidentified, you uh, know what, yeah, sperm donor, <laughs> and holding hands with a man who wasn't a father, who she was cohabiting with. Can you believe it? 
she was eight months pregnant living with this so-called man <laughs> who wasn't the father of, of the child, right? And he was the first fatality. Well, the second fatality, the first fatality. No, he was the third fatality because uh, uh, he killed. She killed the receptionist. And, oh yeah, uh, but, and also uh, the the, the high school guy, high school kid. Yeah, because there was a the, we on his way up the tower. There was a, a family of tourists up there, as right. well, wasn't there? He killed two of the two out of the three of those, didn't he? Yes, there were tourists in Austin, Texas, in 1966. What were they touring? I guess well, I think it was just as far as the Chevrolet go. True. <laughs> These were hard times, dude. There was a war on. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a strange tourist spot. Well, I don't know, people, people go in there 1966 now, don't they? fucking didn't have very much imagination. They were mystified Even- by 27 floors of being off the ground. Yeah, I mean, people go to Austin, Texas now, but it's not exactly a big tourism spot. Yeah, as to get far fucked as I- in the maybe, ass maybe and eat I'm tacos. Wrong. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is, uh, but I, I don't hear. Maybe I'm, I'm born and raised in New York, so maybe I'm just spoiled. Dude, I, I've only ever been up twenty-seven floors, maybe once or twice in my life. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's like that's you're much still more well traveled than me, and I've done that many times. Yeah, but I don't like stairs. <laughs> It's like, You're like incorrigible. That, <laughs> <laughs> that uh, old uh, Norm McDonald joke about the, it, it, the first time he ever saw an elevator. Well, let, let's see how long it takes to tell this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is a quick one. His dad took him into town. They, de- uh, uh, they went to the department store and they saw this old decrepit woman getting into the elevator. They'd never seen a fucking elevator before. This old decrepit Decrepit woman gets in the elevator and his dad just stands and watches her get in. The elevator doors close, numbers change, change back again. The doors open up and this stunning, beautiful woman gets out and his dad turns to him and says, Yeah, no, go get your mom. <laughs> You're proud of yourself? I mean, it is a good joke, but... <laughs> <laughs> It's the best one of the ones he's uh, made us stop talking to tell. And it's the one that wasn't the one that he came up with himself. So That's any indicative. Yeah, to be fair, Norm didn't come with himself either. It's a street joke, isn't it? Yeah. Um, what's it called, though? Uh, so, yeah, anyway, we watched this documentary um, about this. And I actually, I, I want to say I would recommend a casual viewer to check it out because it's really is style much more over substance. I watch every time I research a topic for one of these shows, Matt, I uh, usually watch like three or four documentaries and, um, and I also read it up on it and stuff. But, uh, I uh, I watched this one and I wa- it's about an hour and ten minutes long. You can find it easily for free on YouTube, um, and it came out in 2016. And I didn't glean anything in it new, or anything at all from it, other than that guy's a cuck. That was the only piece oh, of new yeah. information because <laughs> it was um, it was very focused on like the people, like the victims, I guess. Yeah, that's the cartoon one. You're yeah, the cartoon about. one. It's called Tower. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, I guess I would. I guess I would recommend it. Um, it, it was, well, that seems to be in this case. They talk more about the victims because the story is more because the guy had this brain injury. It's not as much like let's look into this guy's life because he was 
an evil, horrible person. It's True. more like, well, we know what happened. Let's talk about the victims of the case. Whereas, like, in the other cases, it's like, Dylan Roof shoots up a black church. Let's look at this kid. Was he racist? Why was he racist? Like, let's look. It's always like, let's, they try and, like, either demonize or What's explain with the haircut? why the killer. Yeah, yeah, they look for some reason why the killer did the thing they did. In this case, there's not a lot of, it doesn't seem to be, at least when you look back, there's not a lot of anger at the killer. It's more like, oh, he had a brain tumor. Yeah, or, you know, the yeah, CIA think, programmed it to do it. Yeah. <laughs> that, that cartoon documentary, they they kind of, um, yeah, they was, they was telling it from the um, victim's point of view, but they were also trying to link it to Columbine and make it all modern, weren't they? I think yeah. they, they tried to talk as little about the killer as they could, which I get that that's a, that's, the way to go to take it from that angle, isn't it? They, True. They I mean, it was a, a, tumor, like a movie. But they, yeah, they, they kind of they kind of glossed over the brain tumor, if anything, didn't they? I, they they were barely just, brought it well, up, in fact. Yeah, they weren't really interested in these motivations. So, But that's just a way of looking at it, isn't it? Yeah, Is yeah. It, it, I mean, I think it, it's more artful that way. It definitely was a movie, yeah. and it wasn't like the kind of documentaries that we usually watch for this shit where it's like literally a guy spe like spewing facts at you for you to fucking memorize. It's, uh, yeah. it's more of like a narrative of like what it was like that day for these people. And um, it was – I think it achieved that. Um, and I think everybody always says that there's – that you should look at these events from the point of view of the victims. And I think that that's a valid point and they did a good job of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. A lot of times when these shootings and stuff happens, that's the thing that said almost every time, like every psychologist is, uh, don't show the victim's face on TV. The, not the, the, uh, the shooter's shooters, face yeah. on TV. Yeah. They're just giving them don't what he wants. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, yeah, talk more about the victims and all of them. And it's like, yeah, so it seems like that should be the way to go. But every single shooting, they still just show the shooter's face. Yeah, yeah they're all just they're all just comedians trying to get a TV credit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it is like porn like that. It's like, or it's like you know that that kind of psychological thing where it's like if you can put a face to it, you can hate it or whatever. And there's definitely something in the evolutionary psychology of people where like it is it 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 is comforting almost to know that the, you can put a face to it because you're like oh it's just a person and it's not some evil force that manifested in X amount of people dying or whatever. So, I guess, but it doesn't make people less angry when they put the person's face up. No, that's true. Yeah. That is true. That's right. Um, but uh, yeah, what's it called? Uh, so yeah, that documentary Tower is pretty good. Um, I thought the art style was kind of cool. <laughs> um, but that's just me. I uh, mean, it's it's better than Tron. Yeah, I'm not a yeah not a big fan of uh, the uh, Tron. Oh, it was gay. Even in the eighties, it was gay. Yeah, you, you even had Kurt Russell in it. And it couldn't manly it up enough. Speaking of which, connection: Kurt Russell played Charles Whitman in a TV movie in the nineteen seventies. Get wow. the fuck out of here! No, really, it's called Tower of Death. Ah, oh. yeah. Now that's a title. That's a title. Yeah. Oh, yeah. An another um, another uh, interesting. Um, uh, what's it called? Connection to film is uh, Full Metal Jacket. Arlie Ermey um, says points out that uh, Charles Whitman and Lee Harvey Oswald were both Marines, and they were great yeah. shots. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
this is this kind of plays into uh, you know the potential for the conspiracy theory about MK Ultra, doesn't it? That these guys were both ex-military, and it's kind of a plausible thing to say. Well, you know, being in the military can fuck your head up, oh, and yeah. maybe that's what causes it, or maybe being in the military and having to take libido, you know, anti-libido pills and whatever they give you, yeah, might just fuck salt you up Peter. as well. Yeah. Or whatever it is when they tell it you it's saltpeter. Salt At but, least in yeah. basic training, they give you saltpeter so you can't get a boner. Um, and that is, that is so hilarious that the way to advertise, come to the Marines if you want to be a great shot like these two murderers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can't deny the skills. Yeah. yeah. No, no, it's good. You shoot the eye out of a bird flying. That's what he but said. The, the, the real interesting fucking uh, part of this is the the – the kind of human interest element of it is the guys who, the three guys who went up the tower and. Oh yeah. That part was neat. Yeah. 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 By the way, also I, I, there was one guy who was the, um, the civilian, there was a civilian. What was his name? Crum. Crum. Uh, was an ex, like an ex air force tail gunner. And, yeah, uh, and he, he, he clearly the- was fucking trying to like relive his glory days because he ends up almost fucking everything up. Yeah, one of, one of the first victims, Matt, was a was a young. I I hate to say this, I hate to spring this on you, Matt, but he was a young Hispanic kid. So there may be, you know, <laughs> who was on a paper route or route. I don't know how you pronounce it. Uh, in on his bicycle and he was one of the first kids people to get shot and uh, this guy why is uh, that something you really didn't want to spring on me <laughs> because i might end up doing the voice oh okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm not promising but you know uh, if i do i apologize in advance the uh the so this kid got shot and uh, this guy what worked- did it sound like when he got shot there <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no! <laughs> I'm too, I feel dying now. Oh Jesus! Old, huh? Jesus Christ! Jesus! I, I could save you. I won't. <laughs> I do a good Mexican accent. <laughs> I'm too tired to ride the bicycle. I have a hole in my neck. Anyway. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So anyway, this this country ended up. He's no uh, bueno. <laughs> he, uh, he, he was working in the uh, communist bookstore at the yeah. university cooperative bookstore. And uh, he ran across the road and administered first aid using his military training to this little uh, Mexican kid. And uh, and then he, he, as Scott alludes to, it's a possibility that he he was like being actively brave, which is nothing wrong with that. No. Uh, that he said, "Oh, I dare, I didn't dare go back across the street to the shop in case I got shot. So what I did was I ran towards the tower and went up the stairs." <laughs> so, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, he uh, clearly, and also by the way, he, another one of the things is like when he ended up with one of the deputy or one of the uh, p- the police officers, he goes, "Well, you're gonna have to deputize me now." 
Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, uh, dude. How about we figure this shit out and then I'll fucking give you your fucking honorific, you fucking Imagine blowhard. being a cop who's called to, the, this is the first mass shoot. A, a bunch of people are dead. You're called over there and you got one guy who's like, hey, I'm going to help you guys. You're going to have me on your team, right? It's like, ch- chill out, dude. Yeah. I'm a well, friendly. This is one of the great things about Texas is that every, like within sort of 20 minutes of it starting, there were hundreds of people at the base of the the tower because the the guns, the police only had shotguns and 38 revolvers, right? which couldn't get any, couldn't get anything up to the top of the tower. You can't shoot up 27 fucking floors. It's just not possible. Exactly. So like within... 20 minutes, there were like hundreds of rifles around in the tower. <laughs> <laughs> it was just getting absolutely fucking peppered. It's actually very uh, funny that you brought that up because um, because in the fucking documentary, that tower documentary, there was one of, I don't know who that lady was, but she goes, there was uh, all of a sudden, of course, all of the locals decided to come and bring their guns. It was very um, testosterone-y. And it's like, yeah. bitch, shut the fuck up. You're <laughs> lucky you didn't get your fucking brain splattered. Fuck you. <laughs> so there's a gunman and a bunch of people came with their guns to save everyone's life. Oh, yeah. what toxic masculinity. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. That, that's just it though, isn't it? <laughs> uh, like the um that's, that movie Hello High Water where there's those kids going around doing bank robberies. Oh yeah, in, yeah. Te- in Texas. And uh the I can never remember the name of the charismatic actor who plays a lead who but he was the the uh, bank robbers show up at uh, basically they show up at various banks in texas and get shot at by all the customers <laughs> and, right. uh, yeah yeah and, uh, and the lead just get there's one where the whole fucking town's shot up and the, they've everybody in town's chased them out of the town with firing at them with automatic weapons and the lead the sheriff guy just goes God, I love West Texas. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's totally that. Um, yeah, it, so, I mean, good Americans, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And oh, you know what? At the end of the day, that fucking boner crumb, he's a good American, too. He was just trying to help, even though he had to be a no. fucking fag about it. No, I mean, yeah, absolutely. He was brave as fuck, man. He oh, didn't yeah. have to go up there. I mean, to go up the stairs... Yeah, to run across the courtyard. He did almost. He did expose that they were there by accidentally firing when they were trying yeah. to sneak up on him, though. <laughs> so but I mean, did, not for nothing. The guy's a fuck up. <laughs> yeah, it, that did happen. But I mean, that was fortunate, really, because that was what. Yeah, it did lead to. The, it it did lead to incident. Whitman. Whitman actually withdrew, and at that point, it kind of left left him exposed. And uh, Martinez um, uh, fired, yeah, so, emptied his pistol into him. So he's like Crumb. This he's like Shaggy and Scooby Doo. He yeah. sometimes finds a clue, but by accident, like he's on the right yeah. team, <laughs> yeah. but he like stumbles his way into helping solve <laughs> the mystery. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He he. he, uh, he I mean, according to um, Mart- it was Martinez and Crum that were the first to go out onto the observation tower, and uh, like according to Martinez, he thought Crum was an FBI guy or some kind of detective or something, yeah. and uh, he, he's uh, Crum had a rifle, a Remington or something like that, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, 
Martinez says, right, you go that way. You uh, you stay here, cover that corner. I'm going to go around the other way and flush him out. And uh, Crumb actually shoots. Crumb said to him, well, should I, you know, what happens if I see him? He says, fucking shoot him. And he says, well, you're going to have to deputize me. Said, oh, Jesus. Martinez said, Mar you know, sort of current... Present day Martinez says, I thought he was law enforcement. I didn't realize he, he was a civilian yeah. <laughs> up until that point. Um, so, I mean, it wasn't totally gay, him saying that. No, it no was I know. Like, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, but so, anyway, the exact what happened was, as you said before, Crumb uh, accidentally alerted him. Uh, he came the other direction towards Martinez. Martinez uh, emptied his, his 38 revolver at him and missed every shot. <laughs> but <laughs> it, it caused um, it caused him. <laughs> I'm, my eyes are closed because I'm too sleepy and I can't hit the killer. <laughs> All right, uh, we have so our fun. Up in the end. <laughs> um, what's it called? So then uh, he misses, um, and uh, because the, um, Whitman was like startled, he stopped, and uh, this gave McCoy, who was another cop who was there, um, the opportunity to shoot over a ledge to, uh, and it kind of it kind of grazed his head with his two shotgun pellets right between the eyes, killed him instantly. And then they basically, um, they fucking um, teabagged him. Yeah, he, <laughs> they fucking Martinez went and they tagged McCoy's him on the ground. Martinez grabbed McCoy's shotgun in true Mexican style, shot him in the chest while he was already dead. <laughs> so he missed all the shots and he was alive. And then he's like, let me at least get one now that yeah. he's dead. Yeah. Um, he shot me, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, maricon. <laughs> All right, but um, so yeah, Martinez and sideways as well. <laughs> Martinez and McCoy. <laughs> he's Finally, a cop. He was, he's a cop, but he was also wearing a blue bandana off to the side for some reason. <laughs> he had a tattoo of thirteen on his face. <laughs> um, what's it called? So they were awarded um, uh, medals of valor by the city of Austin. And, uh, yeah, uh, that, uh, and I guess they kind of gave all the credit to Martinez cause they named the day that it happened, uh, Ramiro Martinez day. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't do it. Uh, uh, hang on a minute though. Yeah. Did, you know, when they went out of the door onto the, uh, observation tower, did they knock on it first and announce themselves as police? <laughs> <laughs> Because maybe Whitman was just having a nap at the time. You're right. Yeah, they were. He was. They were, he was really tired after playing fucking Uno. Yeah. <laughs> um, do they have a war? Do they have a warrant to search that watchtower? <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, so yeah, that's kind of the long and short of it. Uh, you know, uh, he, as I said before, in his in his will, in his uh, suicide note, he wrote. Please investigate uh, what caused me to do this. I had uh, to believe it to be a physical symptom. Um, and uh, they discovered that there was a uh, pecan-sized um, sized tumor uh, above his amygdala, which is, in fact, the uh, part of the brain that regulates aggression. So there's something to it. But as I said before, the inquest resulted in a no conclusive evidence that it did. Yeah, it's uh, 
that's one of those. Um, yeah, it's right there, and it's probable, but there's no, there's no way you can say it definitely. Same thing with like smoking and lung cancer. There's correlation. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like yeah. if you smoke, you're more likely to get lung cancer, but you can't say every single person who smokes is going to yeah. die of lung. Sorry. Yeah, it, I remember I mean, there was a fucking uh, special when I was in high school on the Discovery Channel or something about these people who all lived in the same town in Nova Scotia, and they were all over 100 years old, and all of them smoked. Yeah, <laughs> like it's fucking uh, crazy. <laughs> yeah, where it's like yeah, this uh, brain tumor. It's uh, not conclusive that he it made him more aggressive, but. If an entire town of people had a brain tumor, it's very possible they all may not be aggressive, but most likely you're probably going to have issues. Sure. And yeah, also it doesn't help he was eating but, fucking yeah, – exactly. he, he was eating fucking uh, Adderalls too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Not, just saying. I mean, that's that's kind of a theme of the show, isn't it? That like when there's stuff wrong with your brain, probably taking drugs to fix it may not work out all that well. So, like, you know, having a brain tumor might not cause it all on its own, or it might. Or yeah, once you start put when you start putting other things in there that affect your brain in a certain way. Yeah. If you already have something that's fucking shit up, that's really gonna ramp yeah, that up. Absolutely, and, and like when you're um, dealing with, I, I think that the like the common anyone who's heard of this incident thinks that the guy did it because he had a brain tumor even though that wasn't the official result of the inquiry yeah and that's because a normal person with common sense not to try and use some sort of right-wing uh, dog whistle <laughs> that, uh, that anyone with common sense would say yeah that's pretty weird what that guy did and he had a brain tumor there's a strong possibility that those two facts are related. Sure. Yeah. That's why I, uh, you know, I'm all about only only drug I take is that sweet mother herb. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I can't imagine. Yeah. I don't know if that would affect anything in your brain. No. I was, um, before the brain surgery, when I was having my interesting concussion rehab, I started taking like CBD gummies. Yeah. Um, right. and that, helped, that helped a little bit with the symptoms. But the one thing they told me about those was to be careful because but you just get fat from eating gummies, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they said, be careful if you uh, would t- we're taking CBD because it'll make you feel better and it'll help with the symptoms. But that doesn't mean you should still not be getting treatments for whatever is your oh, yeah, issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it can kind of trick you. And same thing, people who uh, smoke weed for different types of uh, anxiety stuff. Sure. It's like if you just smoke weed, you, that's not like you know treat whatever's causing the anxiety. Also. Yeah. 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 Definitely, weed is like this has been medical. This has been medical advice with Matt Marin. I know yeah. I'm yeah. eating sometimes too. Yeah. <laughs> you may I so, play I play. You only play a doctor on TV, so it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> no. So, what have you been up to lately, Matt? Um, mostly uh, with the uh, now that uh, there's outdoor shows, we've been doing comedy fight clubs, the roast battle show that I host, and uh, yeah. yeah, we've been doing it outdoors every week. Different locations. It's still on Guest Digital Network every Wednesday night. Uh, this week we got, we got rained out, so we did a uh, compilation show. So it's going to be this a week. Clip show on already? Guest. How many seasons are you in? Yeah. <laughs> uh, they've <laughs> we done clip a, shows we before. Did a, 
we did a compilation of all some of the best uh, fights that we've had since we've been doing them outdoors. Okay. So we had like a couple of the battles we did in Philadelphia, one from New Jersey, one of the ones we did on the street in the middle of Manhattan on St. Mark's. And people like it would they blocked out the street from traffic, so we're just out in front of a restaurant. People nice. are walking by, stopping, turning to see what's happening, and two guys are just shitting on each other in front of them. Nice. Well, I mean, like a roast battle's got to be the one show tougher to do outdoors than uh, Legion of Skanks. You know, it's like, you know, the people are expecting to hear that kind of abuse yeah. between two people. Yeah. It's a little abrasive. It's, it's, yeah, it has worked so far. The one where uh, most of the time on a rooftop or a backyard is isolated. The one that was out on the street, I was worried. Someone's going to be walking by and just look and go, Hear oh, the a N-word. show's happening. And then the whole crowd is chanting AIDS. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can, honestly, I, I can see it. I can see it working to its advantage in that it's like makes it more you know there's like more at stake kind of thing you know it's like uh, a David Blaine stunt or something except not completely boring (laughs) yeah and I do think if everyone's having fun uh, and watching and uh, you have enough people there of like different it's not just all white dudes it's people there's bunch of different looking people there all hanging out together enjoying a show i think that's kind of refreshing when you watch and you're like yeah, oh, they're, yeah. Saying, they're saying fucked up stuff and everyone's okay with that yeah i can see that being better actually good for the show it, itself in the long run because like it's exposing it it's even if nobody watches it it's exposing it to a wider audience because it's taking it outside kind of thing i can see that really working for your show yeah it seems like it's, uh, you know, I feel like we're picking up some new fans here and there, random people walking by like, oh, they can s- say fag and retard and there are <laughs> fags and yeah. retards on the show and they're okay with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah, that's I really respect people... what you're doing, man. Thanks. I appreciate it. And yeah, that... this show. This and this show seems like super fun. Just <laughs> random history stuff that you guys are doing. It seems like a good time. You're, you're, yeah, uh, I, I'm sorry to report that we didn't go into one of our normal topics like shitting and jacking off. <laughs> usually the show devolves to that at certain points, but uh, I yeah. am a, I am a fan of both shitting and jacking yeah. off. So so I like them both together, but that's just my. Yeah. We do have Jeff Katzman on tomorrow, so maybe maybe we'll end up get talking about shitting and jacking off. So. Um, I'll briefly tell you uh, uh, about the first shit I took after brain surgery. That was a fun Ooh, story. Interesting. Oh, interesting. Wow. Uh, Come on. Yeah, this is exclusive. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it was uh, – so right before the surgery, I felt like I was, I was going to have to shit, but it wasn't like an emergency, and mm-hmm. I'm in the room right before the operating group. So I asked them – I was like, it's not really an emergency. And they were like, you're about to be under for the next five hours. I don't really want you to ruin my operating floor. You probably shouldn't try and hold it now. So <laughs> so I went and I took a shit right before the surgery. After the surgery, it's like a big deal what your first stool is going to look like post-surgery. But I had a lot of pressure. The, <laughs> yeah. They want to see um, what it is, uh, what like how it comes out. So, and also – They've been giving me stool softeners because they just cut my head open. They yeah. don't want me to squeeze True. and like have some pressure. <laughs> so they give me stool softeners, but I hadn't eaten before the surgery. I just pooped before the surgery. Yeah. So I didn't have to go. 
and they come back with more stool softeners, and then six hours later, more stool softeners, and finally, when I had to go, it was, I mean, oh my God. It was mostly <laughs> stool softeners, but it came. <laughs> and uh, I couldn't really turn my head that much either, so they had to come in with like a bedpan that they put under me. <laughs> but by the time I finally had to go, I'd had so many stool softeners, it was just fill it up, give it to the nurse, empty it out, bring it back to fill it up again, <laughs> empty it out, give it to the nurse, empty it out, bring it back, fill it up again. <laughs> And then I had to, and then by the time I was done pooping, the overnight nurse had come and I was pooping for so long, the nurses switched shifts. <laughs> it was like a tag and team you, wrestling event. Yeah. It, 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 you it wore the first insight, one out. It, it gave you an insight into what it was like to be Bernie Mac shooting uh, Bad Santa. Because yeah. like, he was drinking fiber cells, smoking cigarettes, and eating oranges yeah. the entire time. Yeah, and uh, it was um, it was. Although I mean, they've they deal with patients all the time, so they understand it. But I did feel bad. The overnight nurse, uh, the overnight nurse is the ones who are like right out of school. So the overnight nurse comes in. She's this young, really cute girl. And oh the yeah. First thing she, her, my first impression was her taking away the last of my bedpan and then wiping me. <laughs> oh. Later, where you're like, so you like what you see? <laughs> uh, not with her. I was too embarrassed. One of the other nurses, I left my number in the hospital. She never called me back. So. Oh no! You, I'm so how shocked. Would you like to, how would you like to clean your own shit off my dick? <laughs> there was the other. Yeah, one of the nurses. Because before the surgery, I was in intensive care unit. But I, at this point, I was. I had done the concussion rehab stuff and the treatment, so I was feeling better. And they were just telling me, "We need to keep you here because." You can start losing functions at any moment. But I felt okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm just in ICU being told I need to be here because I could die at any moment. God um, damn. And the but the nurse who was – the overnight nurse who was really cute, the one who never called me back, um, <laughs> she uh, – she would come in with like the little sponge bath thing and said, well, you seem like you're, you have all your function now, so you could probably wash yourself. And I tried to be like, oh, no, actually, I think I'm losing functions. I need help washing myself. <laughs> Especially my taint. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my shit. taint feels dirty and I can't move. <laughs> Work the balls a little bit. <laughs> now, how long, how long between you finding out it was going on but and then – you having the surgery was it uh like a weekend it was friday night wow. I, so actually i thought i was in the clear with the whole thing because i was doing the concussion rehab for six weeks i was finally feeling better my symptoms were all gone and i got this mri as a precaution to yeah. make sure there wasn't bleeding and all from clear you thought yeah i remember that i remember it was like the bucks and warriors were playing that night i was excited <laughs> to get home and watch the game and i ended up watching it from a hospital room instead but yeah i'm like i friday night i get this mri and they were like, there's this huge thing in there. We don't know what it is. Go to the ER immediately. And I was in sent straight to intensive care unit there all weekend. It was like Tuesday was the surgery. Damn. How long would that take into you, William? Uh, he would have died if he'd been in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't have gotten MRI. Yeah, I probably yeah, you're probably right. That's another thing. Yeah, this is like a six week waiting list for an MRI. Yeah, so tell those fucking faggots in fa tell those fucking faggots in Brooklyn that their fucking socialized healthcare can suck my dick. <laughs> oh boy. So uh, anything else? Well, I guess we we can wrap it there. Uh, we got a that was a good show, right, guys? Yeah, it was fun. I had fun. I had a fucking blast. Um, so what I do mean, you want? I kind of. I almost want to apologize for my shit Mexican accents, but it's a bit. 
Yeah. It's okay. If I just let it hang and pretended it was funny, that would have been very bad. Now, up until up until you started doing that, I used to think you should never apologize for jokes. <laughs> anyway, Matt, I'm no what would apologize. you like to plug, my friend? Uh, so Comedy Fight Club's The Roast Battle Show. It's on uh, at Comedy Fight NYC on Twitter and Instagram. It comes out as a podcast also. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I'm, do, I'm doing multiple. I do a bunch of podcasts now. Quarant- during quarantine, there was nothing else to do. I also do a sports podcast, Who's On First. It's me and another comedian, nice. Anthony Passaretti. And uh, the All Super right. Seniors podcast is me and uh, Bobby Sheehan, Mark Henley, Ben Miller, regulars at Comedy Fight Club. Uh, the four of us just uh, pretty much dick around for 45 minutes once a week. That's the Super Seniors podcast. Awesome. And uh, I'm at Real Matt Marin on Twitter and Instagram. All right, Matt. You're the you're you are the best thing about uh, Comedy Fight Club, which is a great show, and uh, you're always great on podcasts, and this is no exception. Absolutely, fantastic guest. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been thank an you very much. Thanks for having me. So um, www.historyhomos.com. You can follow us across social media at History Homos Pod. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Scott Lizard Abrams. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at historyhomos at gmail.com. William? Take the roads, Bill. Later, homos. <laughs>